0: They don't care about your 900 years of combined experience or your wall of books. They only wanna know one thing. Once they've signed on the dotted line, are you going to take care of them? Welcome to the Judge Shaw way, where we believe providing an exceptional client experience is just as important as quality legal representation. From secret tips for creating unforgettable wow moments to proven customer service pointers, the Judge Shaw Way is everything you need to go from being a good lawyer to owning a great brand.
1: Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Judge Shaw. I'm here with Jennifer Gore of the Atlanta Personal Injury Law Group in Georgia. Jen, welcome to the show.
2: Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me.
1: You have three children. And I read somewhere that you take a hard position against mom guilt, right?
2: I guess it would be considered a hard position. I just think it's useless.
1: Yeah, tell me about it.
2: I just think that your job as a parent is to transfer all of your life skills to your kid and to live your passion and purpose because they're modeling. They do more of what you do than what you say. So there's really no space for having guilt about living your life.
1: But a lot of people have that because ultimately it's a confidence issue, right? When you have mom guilt, you have confidence. And I found what was interesting about your approach to that, which is address that confidence, raise your game, get better at what you do.
2: So we hired a parent. I hired a parenting coach. Me and my husband were involved with it. So I have still a parenting coach that I talk to once a month we troubleshoot issues. And I got super confident on my parenting. So like you said, if you are not sure if you're if you're doing the right thing, then you can feel insecure. This is across the board in everything that you do in your life. Right. So a lot of us do parenting based on how our parents raised us. And so I was like, there's got to be a better way. Like I got to I got to get a coach and I got to I don't want to do some of the mistakes my parents made. Because everybody makes mistakes as a parent, even the best parents. And so I started figuring out like a lot of what I believed and what I stand for. And I wrote down a list of what I think it takes to be a great mom. And it's very different, my list, than maybe someone else's list. And as long as I'm living in integrity with my list, I'm good.
1: Yeah. You know, but the fact that you can hire a parenting coach, right? The fact that you can do that a lot of parents will think they have failed to have gotten to that point, right? Why? Why? But there's no blu- There's no blueprint. There's no direction book. And, it, you know, it's just like what we're doing here. We're trial attorneys at a trial lawyer conference, learning to be a better trial lawyers from trial lawyers who have done it before better than we have.
2: My, like, go-to in life is I want to get better at everything. I have a personal trainer for fitness. Like, I think the day you lose is the day you think you know everything. Like, yeah. you need to hire people that can help you get better. Because look at the top athletes in the world. They're still working with coaches, mentors. So what? how I got into the parenting coaches, I just started researching. Like, I don't think what I'm doing is 100% getting me the results I want. And this coach had videos. And I was like, they're doing something right. And really what it comes down to is just there's no such thing as bad kids. There's a bad environment you can create. Yeah. It's like there's no such thing as bad dogs. Yeah, It's a bad environment you can create. So you have to understand, as a parent, you're creating an environment. And it's how you talk to your kids, what you allow, what you... This is so many things.
1: Yeah, and repetition helps, right? By your third child, you have a little more experience in dealing with some of the issues.
2: Well, I think... With my third child I've had an opportunity to do things a little differently right. than I I did with my older kids but I have an amazing relationship with all three of my kids and every day that I go to work or like I'm here I tell them like oh my god I get to live my dreams isn't this amazing like I don't say like oh I have to leave and I'm not going to see you like that's a very shame and guilt type of mentality yeah you how you sell the story of your life to your kids matters.
1: Yeah, it's very empowering. But you do that generally, I think, from what I know with women in general, right? You're you're a big proponent about building women up, both as being entrepreneurs in business, through vision boards. Yeah.
2: yeah, you know, I lead a bunch of different things. I have, I've coached a bunch of different people, but I think the world would be better off if there were more women making a lot more money And women tend to sell themselves short by this mom guilt. It keeps you very small. And, you know, our world would be very different if we had women had more financial power.
1: You went to law school and uh, you went at night school. You were working at a paralegal during day school at night. You're the first night school student to reach student body president.
2: Have you always been an
1: overachiever? (laughs)
2: Yes. (laughs) I just, I went to night Law School because I wanted to work. I was accepted into the day program, but they told me I couldn't work. (laughs) Right. So I was like, I intuitively knew you're going to learn more on the job. Yeah. You know, because I had been working since I was so young, you pretty much always learn more. On the job. Right. So I thought, yeah, if I don't work during law school, I'm going to be at a disadvantage when I graduate because I'm going to have to begin my work experience now as a lawyer. Right. So that was just a strategic decision. And then becoming the student body president, it was just I wanted to make a difference in the school. The school had a lot of things that were going on that I didn't agree with. And I thought you know what, like this is the only way to make a difference is if I get involved in the student body and we made a lot of changes and we did a lot of things I'm proud of, but I was friends with like everybody in the school. So I knew so many people. Of course you were. That's how I was able to get elected. Right. You know?
1: And then no surprise to me at least, that the minute you graduate, you're hanging up your own shingle. I mean, you're like He's doing He's really your own pumping thing. me up
2: now, right? You're
1: doing your own thing. Well, in nine years, you've built an amazing law firm.
2: I still, to this day, walk in every day, and I'm like, man, we have so far to go. I know so that it's, feeling. It's fu- you feel that way, I know right? I that
1: feeling. I, you know, every day, somebody will come to the office, I mean, thousands of square feet, many, many people working out, know, and say, wow, you know, and I look at it and I said, this is just a startup in my head. It's like I have so far to go. I, I feel like a startup. Do
2: you ever come in and you're like, where's the other 40 people that are supposed to be here right yes, now?
1: All the time.
2: Like, why am I tolerating this? And, and
1: <laughs> Right. But I'm also seeing it like I'm also seeing like, OK, it'll be 80, p- you know, I'm seeing that.
2: But that is what a visionary does. It lives in your head and you're pretty much like always living in the future.
1: Right. Right. And that's, You know, it's funny you said that I took a Gallup Stronghold test 2.0 and one of my top five was futuristic. I
2: was as well.
1: I could see that. Yeah, if
2: mine was futuristic and I think it's so normal to, for me to live that way. Yeah. But then you realize like other people don't live in the future. Like we, me and my COO were having a conversation the other day. And I, she was like, what are you thinking about? And I was just like, I'm thinking about where we're going to be in two years from now. And she's like, I'm thinking about where we're going to be tomorrow. Right,
1: right, right.
2: <laughs> and I'm like, I literally don't think that way. Yeah. But whatever you do, that's just your normal.
1: So part of the issue with being futuristic is that I find that there's just this constant thoughts about vision and you have to control those thoughts too, right? Because sometimes they can... Uh, uh, Prioritize. You know, oh, yeah. Right? And I found like things for me, meditation, quiet time, your routine at night, those things really help calm those things. And in fact, a lot of times when I can calm those thoughts, that's where the real creative side comes out.
2: You have a COO or like a, a person in your firm that's kind of like your implementer, right? Yes. Yes. I feel like working with somebody who has the opposite talents as you is what has kept me like, she'll say like, you got a lot of ideas. But we're only going to do the East street. Yes. You know, like, yes.
1: They call it, she call it my parking lot. Yeah. Do you want me to put that idea in the parking lot? Yes. Or do you want me to do it now? If I do it now, I got to put this other one that you wanted me to do in the parking lot.
2: And, and you have to have that person that keeps you kind of like from doing bright, shiny object, Exactly. You know. but I also like to, embrace the fact that having all those ideas is partly what got us here where we are today. So I don't want to crush that either. Right. You know? Right. And you know, you just have to surround yourself with the right people that can that you respect that cuz cuz you don't want to feel like like crushed, you know? Like I need to sure. have that creative space.
1: Sure. Tell us about the firm. What do you want to know? Where's the headquarters?
2: It's in basically north atlanta roswell yeah and we have other satellite locations but we kind of have taken a um, approach where since the pandemic we went virtual that day like in one day right so we've kind of gone back to half in the office half out Uh so people kind of have flex schedules i don't know if you guys are doing something like that but I do think that the landscape has fundamentally changed since the pandemic, and people wanting to work more remote.
1: Yeah, I was just saying this on another podcast that I had done. At now, part of the benefits they'll come, they'll say uh, you have healthcare, you have 401, and uh, do you have flexible scheduling? Yes, it's, it's now just one of these.
2: One of the re- expectations, and I do see a lot of firms that are being super rigid, especially in my market where they want people to fully be in the office five days a week. And we're getting tons of resumes where people are like, I'm leaving this job. I love it, but I, I don't want to do it. You know, in Atlanta, we have like crazy traffic, an hour and a half commute.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's certainly a challenge. So it's, it's, you're running injury victims from the gamut from motor vehicle, motorcycle, truck accidents, things of that nature.
2: All of those. Yep.
1: Are there any other areas that you're going into?
2: Not as of yet, but we have plans on our, we have some strategic plans for the next three years. I think a lot of PI firms need to think about being diversified Mm. in some different ways. Just, you know, I think that's, that's something we're looking at futuristically. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's a, Who Moved My Cheese is a great book about it, right?
2: Yeah. I think a lot of firms are vulnerable. To
1: reform and and, and different autonomous vehicles and things of that nature. I mean, eventually,
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: So what do you do to relax?
2: Like I said, I like having a lot of plates spinning. That's just my nature. Yeah. I mean, people that, that know me know I'm huge into fitness. I love fitness. That's like my my escape.
1: What kind of fitness?
2: I lift weights like four days a week. And yeah. then I do like about 30, 30 minutes of cardio. And I have a trainer. And it's been an amazing evolution working with a trainer because she's changed my life. I had like so many underlying like things I didn't realize that were going on that were preventing me from really like being healthy. And if you don't work with someone, you don't know. I had some issues from being in my car accident. Your body, you have to get this body to take you to 95. If you're not investing in your health, you're crazy.
1: Right. You had that accident in in college.
2: I had that accident. I broke my pelvis in three places. I had a fractured tailbone. So I always tell my clients, if you're injured, you have to take better care of your body than the average person.
1: I wonder if that experience has helped you in not only empathy, but connecting with your clients, right? Like, oh yeah, I know what you're going through. No, I really know what you're going through.
2: I absolutely can actually close my eyes and put myself, I don't know if all people feel this way, but I can like feel people's pain. Mm -hmm. I can close my eyes and like transform myself into that person's experience. And I have to be careful because it it can be very draining. Right. But I think that's an important way that I connect with my clients.
1: A lot of strategic thinking going on in your head, right? Big visionary Do you use a vision board for yourself?
2: I do. And I lead vision board workshops every January. I was doing business coaching like a while back and we were attending vision board workshops and that's how I got into it. So I have, um, I now teach people how to do them. Wow. And it's really, really fun. I have people text me and email me all throughout the year. Like, oh my gosh, Jen, I was in your workshop and I just got this thing that I put on there because vision boards truly work what we do is digital ones. Uh So I have, I have like three monitors that I have on my computer. I have my vision board on one of my monitors as the back screen.
1: Wow. It's like your background.
2: It's my background. And then I have like some mantras on my other screen. And then I have like, you know, I have like, it's very strategically done, but we teach people how to do visual ones because your subconscious mind is watching that every single day. And you're, training your mind what to expect in your life.
1: Yeah. I know what I'm doing in January. You're going to help me with my vision board. And
2: you know what's funny? We um, troubleshoot people like people will first people are like blown away at the idea of it. Yeah. And then they don't make visions big enough. That's our biggest challenge with people. They put something on there. I'm like, hold on. You already like booked that cruise. That's not even a
1: that's right. That's a task. I'm like, it's just right. A dead, right. Right. I'm
2: like what's something audacious? What's right. something that? that is your hag? Yeah. Like, and then you, if something's not on there, that kind of scares you, you're playing too small. And that's, it's funny. Cause like, usually we get to July and most people have already done everything on their vision board.
1: Right. Then you didn't, you didn't go big enough.
2: No. And also here's another thing. If you put two things on your vision board that are conflicting, it's not going to work because mm. you're t- you're confusing your mind.
1: Wow. What's an example of that?
2: Like I had someone like say they wanted to get in a relationship and they wanted to stay single. Like they put things on there that were not really in their opposite. Right. So what do you want?
1: Right. Right.
2: Or, you know, I had on mine. I wanted to move and put in a pool in my house. Right. <laughs> which
1: one. Right. You right. Know? Right. And that makes sense. The moment
2: I took the one of them off, the other one happened immediately. Wow. I also believe in like the secret. Yeah. All of those things. Your subconscious mind, you're constantly basically like setting the tracks for what you're gonna do.
1: You're a big reader.
2: I am an obsessive reader, but I'm now more on audible.
1: Uh-huh.
2: I like to listen. Right. I'll be like on the treadmill listening or, um, at night I'll listen or I'm in my car. I'm in my, my car is my mobile. Yeah. Like education station. Yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> of course. It's where you pick up your, I mean, I think you, you love podcasts too, right?
2: I love podcasts. I've been a, like, I'm a, because podcasts, you can consume them like in, yeah, like audible, you you have to commit. This is going to be like a few weeks. Right. Well, you know, a week or. You could get something really good out of a podcast in forty minutes.
1: Sure. Have you gone to visit other law firms?
2: Obsessed with that. You're Love gonna have it. to
1: come visit we'll have to visit each other's law firms.
2: Yes. You
1: know, I think that's where I picked up. I've visited now sixty four law firms. Sixty four in a nation, in the country. Sixty four. Wow. Of them. Yeah. How
2: did you start that idea?
1: So I was in a conference in uh Nashville and I met a guy who uh is a PI attorney in um Texas. Okay. And uh, I asked him, like, you know, I saw his growth. It was so fast. And he was, I was just like, darn jealous of this guy, right? First of all, I mean, he's so damn good looking and he's got a southern draw and he sounds better no matter what he's, right? And I thought to myself, I'm going to approach this guy and say, like, what's, like, what if, if I want to be where you are, what, what do you recommend? And he's like, that's the easiest question I've been asked. He goes, r and D. I go, R&D, research and develop. I always do research. I'm reading. He goes, no. Rip off and duplicate. He goes, go visit law firms.
2: I swear. So true.
1: Go see a law firm and ask to like visit it. And then obviously extend the offer. And when you do that, there's always going to be something, whether it's a core values on the wall, whether it's the way they do an intake, whether you like their swag bag that they hand out, you know, whatever it is. And so I went to this. I said, okay, then I'm coming to your law firm. And he goes, you're very welcome. Nobody will ever say no. No, they don't. Why? why? Right. Because Unless they're like in your same market, maybe. Yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't ask somebody because I don't want them coming to my law firm. Right. But, you know, for the most part, you, it's it's paying it forward. You help. You're fighting against this for the same cause. This we, we all have the same insurance giant bully on the other side. I mean, you know, they're strong together. So we are, too. But going to those law firms, you know, and so say you don't know what you don't know and you learn. And I always come, uh, my law firm, when you know, I'm going to this law firm, now like, like, oh, oh, he's coming back tomorrow. With a
2: bunch of ideas.
1: And is, right. And a bunch of ideas. And I do. And it's been so rewarding. I think half of the things I do now, I have learned from other people.
2: Are you in any mastermind groups?
1: I am. That's yeah.
2: another, like, Rip off and repeat or whatever. Yeah, rip off and duplicate. (laughs) Duplicate. Yeah. yeah. I went up to Mike Morse's law firm in um, Detroit. Yeah. And I spent the whole day and I was just like, you get the vibe of the culture. That cannot be like explained. Even if they explain it to you, it's going to be a different experience if you go and see it for yourself. Because some of the things that they think are completely normal stood out to me. So they wouldn't have even told me that fact. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I've been to Daryl Isaac's firm in Kentucky. I've been to Jay Vaughn's office. I've been to a bunch, but I like the idea that you're like making it a thing to. Have you been to anyone in here? In L.A.?
1: (laughs) In in, in L.A.? I have. And I've also gone up um, Northern California to another law firm. And so, yeah, I, you know, part of that vision for me, that vision board in the beginning of January is what law firms do I want to visit this year?
2: I think that is a great takeaway from this. Like I could add that on to be more intentional because the way I've been approaching it is just like, it'll kind of spark me like, oh, I want to come see your office. I'm in town. But to be more intentional.
1: I'm very intentional about it. I like set that. set the date. I love that word too. That word is being intentional is important. And I pick the five law firms and then some of them will be a repeat. You know, I've seen a law firm five years ago and mm. I'm here and they're doing great things that they're growing and I go, I want to go back there. I want to, you know, I I picked up so many ideas five years ago. Where are they now? They Mm. must be doing stuff. I'm already doing that stuff. I need to, I want to know, I want to know what they're doing now.
2: That's awesome.
1: And so I pick five law firms and usually it ends up 10 law firms because sometimes, and I'll go to a law firm and let's say it's, you know, in Florida and I'll go to this other law firm and I'll say, wait, but I remember I met Jimmy. At Jimmy's mm-hmm. Law Firm in Miami, if I'm going to be a West Palm, I'm going to contact Jimmy and see if I can stop by in West Palm. And usually, you know, it's two or three law firms now that started with one. And by the end of the year, it's 10 or 15. And I only had five to be intentional about.
2: That's a great tip. I really like that. I'm glad that you brought that up because I just I don't think a lot of people are doing it like that. So,
1: yeah. And then we have a couple of law firms visiting uh, us and we now have a process for it. You know, there's an agenda and we're very intentional about the guests that we have. Because I want them to walk away with something. You know, yeah. Did you learn something? I hope you learned something.
2: Yeah, that's great. Well, that's you're going to have to
1: come to New Jersey. I'm, I'm going to have go to come to New Jersey. To, uh, well, you know Atlanta, Atlanta. There's
2: so many conferences. So people are always coming to Atlanta. I
1: love Atlanta.
2: Whenever you're in town, come visit.
1: Uh, do you go to the W at Rooftop there?
2: <laughs> yeah, we have. We have. But they're hosting a lot of events now yeah. in Atlanta. So we have, an. you know, anyone wants to come shoot us an email.
1: I, I, I'm I'm there. I'm doing a vision board in January okay, with see, you, see, and and I'll and I'll be seeing you in Atlanta before that this time. This is the
2: power of the mastermind.
1: That's right. right? This is how it works, though. You right? You get
2: ideas. You vibe. You take something someone else is doing, and you're like, "Oh, that's great."
1: I love it, Jen Gore. Thanks so much for coming on my show. I really appreciate it.
2: Thanks so much for having me. This is such a fun conversation.
1: You're very welcome. Thanks.
0: Are you ready to take the next step to creating an unforgettable brand? Subscribe to the Judge Shaw Way in your favorite podcast app and join the conversation on social media at Judge Shaw Injury Law. Have topic suggestions or questions? Email us at podcast at judshawinjurylaw.com and be sure to include an address where we can send you some cool swag. Attorney Advertising Materials. This podcast is designed for general information purposes only. Nothing on this podcast should be taken as legal advice for an individual case or situation. This information is not intended to create and viewing does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No aspect of this advertisement has been approved by the Supreme Court. Any results set forth herein are based upon the facts of that particular case and do not represent a promise or guarantee. Those with legal questions should seek the advice of an attorney.